Welcome back to College Questions. I'm DJ. And I'm Tarshawn. And we're so thankful you're listening in. Yes, sir. Tarshawn, I think you got a question for I, us. I do, man. And I don't know what it is. No, so I have no clue. Here we go. Um, all right. So I'm going to dress this up. Basically, I wrote these down in my notes because I was listening to somebody. I was listening to a sermon. And this, he called this guy on stage, and this guy gave his testimony about something that happened to him. Okay. Um, and so it may not make sense to y'all, but then I'll ask a question afterwards. Okay. Uh, this is what I jotted down real quickly. Um, why do we say it's God when we are in trouble for our life when he pulls us out and then say that the devil was trying to kill, trying to, trying to kill us? Okay. That made no sense. Anyway, maybe what get to the question. I'm okay. I'm, so I'm curious. Scenario goes like this: This guy comes on stage. The pastor calls this guy on stage, right? Okay. And the guy goes up there and he's giving this. Uh, he tells the story about how um he was going. He was he had some money. His sons. He put his sons in college. They put mm-hmm. him in a lot of debt. They didn't even go to college. They put him in a lot of debt. Um. And long story short, about two weeks ago, um, he called to the aid people, the you know the yeah, yeah. Financial federal aid, aid yeah, yeah financial aid people, and they told him he didn't owe anything. Yeah, he said he chalked. He said that was God. Like he's like that's a blessing. Like mm. and, you know the church goes crazy when they yeah. say it's, it was zero dollars in my account. It was, yeah, ah, the church just goes yeah. crazy and they're praising God or whatever. And my question is to. What if there was that money was still? What if there was still that yeah. much money in that account? Yeah. Are we still praising God for that? Mm. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so, to me, it's always, it's always the oh, but God pulled me out of it. But what if God was? What if that money was still? What if it was six? Because it was like sixty grand he owed. Yeah, and so he, like he went. And he knew he owed this money. It's been he been making payments. He been making payments. So one day he went to go check it, and it said zero dollars. And it said he had been forgiven for all that, and he, it was gone out of his account. He was just like, "But God, but God." Yeah. And they just was like celebrating, and it was great. Yeah. Where do you, can you say the "but God" when the money's still there? When the money, what if the yeah. sixty grand was still You're there? Still in debt. You still got issues, and that's. We quick to say we quick to give him credit for pulling us out, but. Is it would be is it negative okay. to say he left he left us in? I think and he was with us this, through it. I think this actually speaks to. Okay, I, I think it's tied to, in some ways, you know, we have the Asbury revivals happening. Yeah. I think these are kind of two in the one. Okay, and here's how you know I, I think it's really neat what's happening. I mean, from the outside looking in, I can't you know it it looks like a genuine move of God that, you know, you've got a group of people that were challenged with a sermon from the Bible and were, uh, you saw what seemed to be the word doing its thing. It's living and active. It, it cuts sharper than a double-edged sword, which means it it makes an impact on people. Right. So it had an impact on people. The meetings kept going. They may still be going. I haven't kept up today, but they were going for like 10 plus days, I think. You got people traveling from all around the country, all around the, I think even world now, uh, wanting to go to that little little sanctuary, right? And then you also see, so again, genuine, right? Like that's great. But what makes me sad when when I, I see, maybe I look at that 
how others don't look at it. And I here's feel what, like you about to go with what I think too. Well, so here, like, here's what I mean, and I, I'm good with that. Yeah. And, I, and if someone wanted to get in a car and go there, that's great. Yeah. The problem is though, that's an extravagant situation, an extraordinary situation. That's something that's really, really amazing. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It's a unique thing. So we're naturally drawn to that. Yeah. And we see God and we find God in those moments. Right? Yeah. And he's there. I'm not denying that, Tarsha. Absolutely. Not denying that. But what makes me sad is now you have, like I talked to a student recently, and they were at a large group meeting at their university, and a speaker came in, and, and the audience could feel it. Because now you have people saying, hey, you know, pray about this happening on your campus. But then what happens is the natural result is people try to kind of force it, right? You yeah. can't force that kind of stuff, right? It just It's a natural thing that happens. But they could even tell from the speaker's perspective that he was kind of like trying to make it happen. And the audience could feel that. Yeah. And it was kind of like, this ain't real. Right. You, know, you, can't, you can't do that, bro. That's not how this thing works. And even the students could feel that and could read that that was happening. Because, he, because here's the problem. And this is where I'm going to tie it back to you. I had a professor once that it was the, over the gospel of John and he said something that I, that really stuck with me and I, and I just watching man, observing people for, you know, all my life now, he said the same reason that people missed Jesus when Jesus was actually here, like missed who he was, missed why he came, missed connecting the dots with who he was saying he was, they missed him. Yeah. The same reason they missed him then is the same reason people miss him still today. And it's because they're looking for him only in the extravagant places. Yeah. And they're looking for him only in the high places, the lofty places, those mountaintop places. Now, to be fair, I'm not saying he's not that he's there. But Tarshawn, where will we spend the majority of our life yeah middle 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 or below the, in the mundane middle or below those those lowly day-to-day yeah. -day places now what i'm telling you is how i can connect the dots is i think we have bad theology i think what we've done is we've we've created a world in which god only exists in those mountaintop experiences so i've watched for over 20 years man like like for example passion Wow. Started in like 1999. Passion's a really cool thing. Right. I, I mean, we have students go. I think it's fantastic. You, it's a room full of, you know, 15 to 30,000 college students. Everybody's worshiping God. They're hearing the word. It's fantastic. So I'm not, I'm not knocking that. What I'm saying though is, is that what happens sometimes as a result of mountaintop experiences is yeah. you don't know what to do in the valley. So now what you do is you live from mountaintop to mountaintop. And when you're not on the mountaintop, guess what you end up saying? You say stuff like, I just don't feel close with God. Wow. You know why you don't feel close with God? Because you've only found him on the mountaintop experiences. Man. When they tell you, oh, you don't have any debt. Oh, really? You find him there. Yeah. But where is it when your marriage is struggling? Where is he when you when you want to reject that responsibility that you really should take on? Where is he at when you having to wake up at, at 2 and 4 a.m. with that baby that, you know, now you're questioning life and you're looking for the mountaintop experiences and you're down here in the trenches and you don't know what to do. Well, you've never we've trained ourselves, Tarshawn. It, it's kind of a a really sad reality. And to me, as excited, I, I think it's great what happened there. But what makes me sad is is the, the way people react, 
because people are drawn to the extravagance. So they want God in those places, but they can't find him in the grind of life. And I'm telling you right now, I think he's there. Yeah. Matter of fact, I think the art of life with God and finding God is that he is absolutely right there with you waiting to be found in the lowliest and the most mundane of spots. But my and my thing is, DJ, we act like the devil can't get to those high spots. Yeah, no, we I act like he can't. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying God is God can get anywhere. God yeah. can do all things, yeah. right? But we so much, so much. I see and I hear people say like when he's when we're at our lowest of lows, God is with us, right? Yeah. But so much, so many times people say, man, that's the devil. That 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 the enemy tried to hold me down. Yeah, that, he holding that, me down. But that's bad. But, but that's bad theology. Right. Because we we've created a theology where so there's two things at work here. I think a people only can find God in the mountaintops. Meaning mm. those those genuine spiritual experiences where you it's an emotional connection to God. That's real. Yeah. I'm not denying that. Absolutely. But then they can't find him in the other the every other part of life. Like how many students. Like, I, I, here's what I hope and pray for any quote-unquote revival that's taking place. To me, what, what are we talking about? Well, I hope we're talking about someone who wakes up to the reality that God is inviting them to reach out and find him. What that does is it propels them to open up a door of, oh, wow, I get to love God back. And how do we love him back, Tarshawn? Well, is, it, is the end result us standing in a worship center singing the same song for an hour? I hope not. I hope the end result is every single command that we're given in scripture. And oh, by the way, Jesus says, if you love me, you'll do what? Stand in a worship center and sing 24 seven. No, he said, if you love me, you'll obey my commands. Now is singing in a worship center, a part of those commands? Sure. Absolutely. But it's a small piece of the pie. Can we say that? Can we say that, that corporate worship is a part of uh, obeying and loving Jesus? Absolutely. But it is a piece of the pie. And there's a much larger pie that impacts people on a real life daily basis. So what I'm saying is I think it's sad because so you've got that. You also have what you're saying. Right. Which is the other side of the coin. And remind me because I got going on that first side. What was the side you just mentioned about? Oh, we act like the enemy can't oh, get yeah, to yeah. the low to the low end of high moments. Yep. Like he doesn't yep. he doesn't dwell in both of those moments. Cause yep. you can get so high. To me, you can get to the high points and God could bring you out. He can bring you out and and now you're at the but see the, that well that, the, that's the top of where you think you can go. But and exactly. then you're gonna start turning turning and being like, oh my God, like you know, the enemy operates. He gets you you can get cocky in that situation up top like that. You can act like, oh, look at what I got. You can start doing things. The enemy can work with you at that top that God you brought know the, you to. The the biggest whisper I feel like that Satan can say to someone in those situations is, This is it. Yeah. Like this is the this is the ultimate experience with God. Yeah. Chase this right. always and forever. Right. Or the low, the middle, so that then, middle. But but then you have, but then so you take someone who's had that real life revival kind of experience. And at some point life goes back to quote unquote normal. Yeah. Like at some point you got to provide because, oh, by the way, the scriptures also says who, he who doesn't provide for his family is worse off than unbelievers. So guess what? Get a job. You know what I'm saying? You better find a way to provide for your family. And oh, guess what? You're not always going to like that job. 
So are you going to be able to find God there? But the whisper, the lie is, this is how you get close with God. This is it. When the truth is, that's that's a lie because God is found in everything, bro. He's found in every aspect of my life, whether it's, man, I can find him when I'm driving down the road. Man, some I think the sweetest moments between a believer and God happen with no one else around. Yeah. And doing who knows what, right? From a project to work to an incredibly difficult task. Like, and I just, I think that back to your original question to the point who's like, you know, well, you know, oh yeah, I see God there. It's like, I'm with you, man. God is also in every situation where we find ourselves struggling. Right. And we feel the weight of the world. We feel the stress of life. We feel the burden of life. Because that's real, man. And if I can't find God there, right? Yeah. But I think that's the beauty and the design of who he is and who Jesus is, is he He loves for us to find him in those places. Yeah. I'm honest. I, I, they look at the scriptures, man. Even Okay, let's take an example to my point and to, I think, a biblical approach. Fasting. Notice how Jesus, so much of what he taught, was given in such a way for you to experience with just you and God, which I would call that mundane. I would call that not extravagant. Yeah. So he, he said basically in Matthew 6, he's like, hey, and I'm paraphrasing here, but essentially a lot of people are going to fast and they're going to do it because they want to be seen by other people. So they like kind of let it be known that they're fasting because that's their goal. Yeah. Hey, look at me. Look how spiritual I am. And as he says, they've received their reward in full. Their reward is that others noticed They got a hand clap. Hey, look how spiritual that dude is. That's their reward. But Jesus says, hey, but when you do that, I want you to do it different. How? You know, the biggest, the biggest shift is don't do it to be seen by people. Don't do it. Matter of fact, matter of fact, I want you to take an effort so that people don't even have a hint of you fasting. And he does this with multiple things when you give. Right. So. I think that there's a beautiful design of God in that, and you look through the scriptures, there's this beautiful kind of quiet contentment of a child of God who has learned to love God in obedience, and they understand that so much of that love for God, no one will ever know but God, and I'm good with that. But I think a lot of people, they want to be seen, Tarshawn. Yeah. And so we want to, we, the extravagant places typically are seen, Right. And so we're drawn to that because we want to be seen. We want to feel like we're a part of something big. But I'm saying that I think it should be enough that the part of the biggest thing you're part of is that you got a relationship with the God who made it all. And he's happy for you to take joy in just these beautiful moments with you and him. Just you and him. And you can find him in those difficult places. So as just as powerful of a test. And I'm not denying that God could have done that by the way, with the, with the debt free thing. Great. That's awesome. That stuff happens. But also can we have the person on stage that says, Hey, you know what? I had this much debt and my rescue was that God convinced me that I was making bad decisions with money. So you know what? He got a hold of me. He taught me discipline. He taught me hard work. He taught me that I was being lazy. I was mismanaging. I was spending money on stuff that I shouldn't spend on. So guess what? I got a budget. I worked hard. I grinded. And guess what? Over this much time, hey, I'm now ha- half of that's now paid off. And praise God. But we he's don't changed give, my perspective on money. We don't give that testimony. 
That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you that, don't hear that. that you don't hear that testimony, that's, though, right? Because that's not extravagant, bro. Right, 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 right. Because that, that's what and I'm then, saying. And then we want to travel all the way to Asbury. You know what I'm saying? We want to we want to travel. Which I'm not knocking. And that's no, that's fine cool. if somebody it's wants cool. to do that. It's cool. Yeah, no, but, please but don't I, take I that. But I hope people here are balancing that. Yeah. Go do that. Yeah. But but if you're not finding him man, in what we're saying and in those lowly things, man, you're gonna, you know what's going to happen, bro? That, that you're going to end up divorced. Why? Because you never learned that, that it's hard work. Right. You thought you were going to just show up and it was going to be some grand emotional experience the whole time. Right. Well, guess what? There's times you don't like your you spouse. Sh- yeah. Now yeah. you committed, you made vows before God. Why Tarshawn? Some people don't realize this. You make a vow so that when it gets hard, you remember, wait a second, I made a covenant yeah. before God and before people. I'm committed to this person. Yeah. And then this healthy person, I mean, my father, when she gets sick, you gonna it ain't she ain't gonna always be walking no. around and everything being good. You those are the vows you made. So, and so that, it's that's not always good, man. That's the that's the caution, you know, and I hated that I I felt that because to be to be real transparent with you, and I follow, I'm I'm on Twitter and Instagram because I like to keep up with what's happening in the nation and the world, both both politically, culturally, spiritually. I I like to get a read on things. So I got caught. I got a wind of Asbury after like day two, I think. Yeah. Maybe even day one because I remember it was a big deal. They'd been meeting for like twelve straight hours. I was like, that's interesting. And then it kept growing, kept growing. And I was always like genuinely like, man, that's cool. But as it grew. I found my heart being a little hesitant to rejoice so much for what was going to transpire out of it. Like, I think what started it is beautiful. I think, I think that's incredible. But because I know this truth, man, I've watched it for 20 years now. People drawn to the extravagant and they bounce from mountaintop to mountaintop. And in the, the majority, those other 360 days of the year, they're absolutely miserable saying, I'm, I just feel distant from God. They've never found him in the lowly places. And he's right there. I'm going to read a scripture to you. All right. It's Acts 17. I'm not completely crazy, man. You ain't crazy but, at But all. I do get passionate about this because... It's incredibly sad to me if you live your whole life thinking God's only in the mountaintops. So listen to this. Acts 17, I think it's verse 26 and 27. From one man, he made all the nations, God made all the nations, that they should inhabit the whole earth. And he marked out their appointed times in history and boundaries of their lands. Case in point, you and I sitting here right now. Like every single one of us, he knew, right? Right. Before, so, verse 27. God did this so that they would seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him, though he is not far from any one of us. Mm. And what I mean is, what I think, that what I love about the beautiful truth and what I think I feel like my heart and what I'm trying to communicate comes from that heartbeat of scripture, which is revival and God is not far from us. Right. It's and what he means by that is, bro, he is right there waiting, saying, I see that debt. Come find me. I see that struggle in marriage. I'm right here. Reach out to me. I see that job that you're miserable with. Oh, I see this friend that's betrayed you, and I know that's difficult. I'm right here. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And but but we I think part of it is we don't want to face hard things. We want life to be easy. And I think so many the reason why so many people will rejoice in that, that's easy, bro. Yeah. 
if it's just now, again, I think that's awesome when that happens to people. I'm not, I'm not knocking that stuff. And Hey, if God wants to bless you and something like that happens, man, just praise him. And that's good. But that's pretty rare. Can we be honest? Like that's rare. And I don't want to set a precedent that like, okay, now I just want, now you got all these students is like, Oh yeah. Pay my loans off. It's like, well, who's paying for it? I don't, that's a whole different conversation, but it's like, I find that interesting. Right. It's like, student loans is like this is mentality of i just want a free bailout card you know what i'm saying it's like or how about we find ways to chop away at it now i'm not there's probably tension there and i don't even know about all that stuff i just i see it come up and i'm like wait a second i had student loans i had to work to pay off my loans now all these folk just gonna get a free bailout like that must be that, nice. That's hard for you. Yeah, it's hard for me because I'm like, hold up. I had to bait my stuff like out. I, and shit and too. it's not just me. I know a lot of folks that've been that. So it just feels weird. I feel like we live in a culture where we just want it easy. My point is bringing it full circle. I think it's easy to celebrate that testimony from the beginning of this conversation because that's easy, man, and that's what people want. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. We all want that. Yeah. But who wants to have to go through the grind and do it a different way? Where we're chopping away at it. Yeah. And now I got to sacrifice and now I got to make it happen. And yet, God is there. Man. I, that, to me, that's the tie-in, man, that I think is a really interesting observation of people. I think it's an interesting observation of people, Tarshawn. And and I think we're all tempted to, to do that. I think that testimony bears witness to that. That Again, I don't think there's anything wrong to celebrate that. I want to be clear. Absolutely. But the same way, we, there's nothing wrong with celebrating Asbury and any other quote-unquote revival that's taking place on a different campus. We can celebrate those things, but we have to guard our hearts into knowing, okay, am I able to find God right here, right now? For example, we had college students serving with this thing called Upward Basketball, so about the time this all kicked up. And the last thing I wanted was a student who's in there on a Saturday afternoon volunteering their Saturday to ref or to score or to whatever they might do in that role to serve these kids and their families, bro, they can have revival right then and right there with God. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? It can be found in us serving him. That's what they're doing. They're literally obeying God in that moment. Absolutely. Now, Anytime we're obeying God, sometimes we can find our heart attitude not right. And so we're complaining and we, our mind ain't right. And so we're missing out. Yeah. But if we can get our mind, but it happens because why? Because, oh, he's in the mountaintop experience. God's in the where I'm responsibility free, right? Like I have nothing on my plate and I can just find God. There's like, no, no, no. He's there also with everything weighing down on you. He's and, right and there. Honestly, that's where I was at, man. I, I kind of tried to. Cause I'm sitting there and I'm looking, I'm watching this Asbury thing go on, this Asbury revival go on. I don't want to call it a thing, a revival go on, and uh, I'm watching this, um, you know, I'm watching this testimony the other day, and I'm putting all this stuff, and it's kind of like, wait a minute, like we we we're at the highs, and I'm watching people travel from all places to go see this and that's beautiful and great and I'm I'm all for that. I'm not I don't yeah. want anybody to think I'm against any of this. I'm thinking about yeah. revival could happen here. It could happen anywhere. That same God could God could want that everywhere and 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 even in the high times, in the high times of life, we celebrate them. But in the that does you give that same testimony when it's when he's giving you enough money to go pay it every month? Yeah, we, he, every okay, month he's he, getting he's blessing you with money to pay it every month. Here's my tension, if I'm gonna be honest. The reason why I don't like 
seeing people give high praise to all these gatherings is, is as soon as people started replicating, you know what I saw? Other universities having a packed room full of people singing songs. Right. Okay, that's cool. But now we just created a bunch of mini passions, if you want me to be honest with you. And now the and narrative, narrative is going to get changed. But right? here's what I'm I just have a different definition of revival. Yeah. I heard my pastor say two weeks ago, and I appreciate it. He said, revival is not corporate. It's personal. Mm. Tarshawn, if, if all that that leads to is a bunch of people gathering up and singing, we have failed and missed it. Yeah. Because you know what I think revival is? I think revival is that young man waking up with his head off the pillow and deciding that he's going to serve God and he's going to honor God and he's going to fight to love God that day. It's that young woman who wakes up with her head off the pillow and says, you know what? I want to love God. I want to honor God. I want to think about good and right things today. I want to not complain about my schoolwork because God says do everything without complaining. I want to forgive that person. It's like it's us doing all those commands of scripture. And by the way, those are done as we live life on a normal basis. Yeah. And I guess I don't like it. that It's like this isolation thing that's detaching from real life. And we act like revival happens in this worship center with people singing. And it's like, no, it happens when we actually start obeying commands that makes a real impact on this world. Dude, and I hope that's where that leads. I mean, that's yeah. honestly been my prayer. Not that more meetings happen and more songs are sung for an hour long. Yeah. I don't want that. Yeah. I want people out of that. I mean, if it happens, fine. But it better lead to them obeying God because that, guess what? That was the whole point. Yeah. That was the whole point. What does God say? Better to obey than sacrifice. Yeah. Did he also not say in those times in scripture when people get really excited about singing to God and he says, away with the noise of your songs. Why? Because they weren't they weren't living their life obeying him in the real mundane things. Yeah. Oh, they came to him on the mountaintop, but guess what happened when it got to low places? Sin abounded. And yeah. so what are we doing, man, if we're only doing that? So that's my perspective that's why I don't hear a lot of people challenging. I think we need to to have a balanced discussion with this. And it's balanced. I know there's two sides to this. And I know we can celebrate those things. And I'm trying hard not to like knock people wanting to gather up and worship God. That's fine. But I sure hope it comes with a real life application of I've got to love God in obedience. And I'm look through the commands. Look through the commands. So many of those are going to be able to live out. It's going to be hard to live those out sitting in a worship center singing is what I'm saying. Right. It's going to happen because your your revival is changing the way you love your wife, the way you love your husband, the way you love your kids, the way you love your neighbors, the way you love your coworkers, mm-hmm. your classmates, your teammates. It impacts that, man, from the way you listen to people to the way you look for opportunities to speak life to people for the way you slow down and actually help that person that you see in need. I'm just not good. I, I'm just, it does frustrate me to yeah, be man. honest with you. It frustrates me that we've created a spirituality that has, a, that allows us to disconnect those two things. Those two things should be ever connected. Yeah. And I feel like it's lost yeah, man. and that frustrates me. Yeah. I feel like we've created a, a spirituality that is all about standing in a worship center with my hands raised and it's and it's this awesome emotional thing and it can be that and and I hope we have those moments is it as big as if the if the camera was if the cameras were not on would it be as big I don't know. I mean, it. it, it, if it, it, would, it would we care? Would we give that much notoriety to it? Would like you got people going during praise and worship? 
doing praise what you're going there doing the revival and you see cameras doing this yeah. are well, you there with saying. the right like, okay, intentions okay, are you, okay. Here's are you my just point. there to okay. say i've been there exactly right i mean now we got a line of people out there the narrative's what, getting changed right well, like guess what everybody's doing in, in a line yeah i'm here i'm here snapchat i'm here i'm standing i'm staring at my phone I'm waiting to get in there and get my experience, but until then, I'm gonna keep doing what I've been doing 24 seven right. until I got here. Right. I'm wasting my life away. Right, man. But as soon as I get in there, it's on. Yeah, and not only is it on, you gotta now you gotta get another one. You gotta get another shot of saying, "Hey, here I, I'm here. We here at Asbury. Here we go." Like you're doing that. I'm saying, are your intentions in the right place? Are you just doing it just to say I've well, been there? Here, here's the thing. I'll bring it back to personal because yeah, I think you. I think. Look, hey, I don't know people's hearts, and it's the, between them and God. And I think sure. someone could definitely go there, and for the right reasons, and experience a really cool thing, and God could use it in their life. And I know it has been. I, I that's awesome. How about me? How does it respond to me? Here, here's why I get so frustrated because I've seen that in my own life, Tarshawn. Absolutely, me too. I've seen it. How how easy it is for me to want to for God just to bail me out. Yeah, man. God, I just you know make all this go away, and He's like, no. No, you're going to learn. I'm, I'm trying to teach you. And part of the lesson is I'm not removing these things. Right. And, and I'm going to walk with you through it. So when I come hard and I get passionate about this conversation, it's, a, it's towards my own heart and mind because I need that. Yeah, man. I need this reminder that revival is right here for me today. It is not waiting. Come on, because God is right here as Acts 20, Acts 17, 26 and 27 has taught me and so many other scriptures, the heartbeat of the Sermon on the Mount, all of it, yeah, man. is Jesus saying, "Look, I'm right here, yeah, man, and you and and I can find him right now today, and I'm so thankful for that, man. I, I really am, I, I really do, and I hope and pray people always remember that God is right there for you to find, and we got to have good theology, man. And good theology is sure we're we're gonna have a few mountaintop experiences in our life, no doubt about it." Bro, I mean, come on, man. You just recently got wet and married. Yeah. Would you say your wedding day? Man. Pretty cool mountaintop experience, yeah, right? Yeah, man. But but it ain't been that high. <laughs> it was, it ain't, I'm being honest. And no, she noticed. Like, I, it ain't, it's not all. That was high, and then it got real. And now, you know, we're, you know, looking for a home. Yeah. So, and, and that 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 process of looking for a home ain't always good. But then we're going to find one. And then it's like, oh, we found one. And then it's like, okay, we got to make a payment. We got to do yeah. this. And you go through that process. It's not always. My wife always. and I, we're going on 15 years of marriage. And, uh, you know, we got four kids. And <laughs> they're all in school now. And man, we've had all kind of ups and downs, right? And what I love about it, I wouldn't trade anything, right? Because all of it was what? Relationship building. Yeah. I mean, if you really think about it, that's what's happened. You're growing closer together. And isn't that the point? And if you're only in the, like, in other words, I don't trade the hard times. The times where we, we really kill, kill each other and we were just like struggling or <laughs> like whatever. Like, no, man, that I don't trade any of it. Because, man, we are where we are today because of those things. Right. I don't ask for that. I don't say you seek those things. But at the end of the day, you can be grateful for that because of what you grow out of that. And I feel like, you know, it's interesting when I am when I have the honor to facilitate a, a wedding, a marriage ceremony. You know, I, I usually will reference, isn't it fascinating and isn't it wonderful that out of all the things God could have chose to represent his love for the church, he chose marriage. Which means I think we're on to something to say that, you know what, in our relationship with God, we've got to understand it ain't all wedding days. Yeah, man. 
It ain't. Right? Now, we get, like, my wife and I had the best date to Little Rock a little while back, man. Went to this little place called the uh, Root Cafe, I think it was. And then there was this little ice cream shop I can't even pronounce right across the street. Man, it was awesome. Dude, I was loving it. <laughs> it was a great time, man. That was that was one of the mountaintops yeah. for us, man. It, man, that was just so cool, man. Um, But still, I'm still able to find joy in the grind when I'm in the kitchen doing dishes. Yeah, man. Right? I mean, that's the point, man. If you can find joy in those things, you're going to really appreciate the mountaintops. Yeah. But that's what's beautiful about this, man. I, in the lowest of places, God can be there. And if he's there, it doesn't make it amazing. It doesn't mean you're always going to be like happy about what's happening in your life. But it does mean God will be with you and that you'll recognize that he's there and that your life, man, is just there's a beautiful contentment in that. And so I'm thankful for that, man. I don't know if, if this conversation has been balanced. I hope it has because I've been hesitant. You know, I I know it's a, it's kind of treading on on icy water here. I don't want to. You don't, you don't want to squash something. Yeah, no, man, no, that's something good God's doing. But all, I, but man. I do want to challenge our heart perspective. Yep. And I do think we got to have balance. And I feel like that Acts verse is, is helps bring bring us back to some truth that's good for us to hear. So yeah, man. anyway, you got anything else, bro? I appreciate this, man. Yeah, definitely, definitely don't want to bash nobody, man. Was, shout out to to the people doing good works out there doing the Lord's work. So Well, I mean, in fairness, I you know, I mean, in balance, right? You're gonna uh do not do your righteous acts to be seen by people. Jesus says that. At the same time, um, he says, you know, let your light shine before men that they may see your good deeds and praise your father in heaven. Right. So that, well, wait, which is it? Well, it, it's the hard attitude. I'm going to do this just be, because I just want to please God. And, and, but as we do that, sometimes people are going to see those things. And we've talked about this before. And when they do like that, it's all good. Yeah. You know? Yeah, man. Good stuff. All right. Until next time, I'm DJ. And I'm Tarsha. And we want to encourage you to stay connected to one another. Yes, sir. To the local church. Come on. And most importantly, most importantly, Tarshawn, <laughs> to the one who is right there, if you will only reach out to him, Mm-mm. wherever you may be. Mountaintops and, and the valleys. And find him. Yes, sir. The God we love and serve. Always. God bless. Peace. Whatever you want to be, it helps to be well. An active, healthy lifestyle is key. We offer tips and support to quit smoking and address health conditions like diabetes and high blood pressure. It's never too late to make decisions to help you be healthier. Call 833-283-WELL. Be you, be well. This ad brought to you by your master tobacco settlement dollars at work.